Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'd get to YouTube if I were you. Yeah, if you would. you want to see high-level dorkness. Whoa, whoa. What? You watch your mouth. What? You watch your mouth. You know? When I wore these sunglasses, Mark, for the first time, you know where we were? I do. We were on Market Street. We're on the streets of San Francisco. Yes. Uh, I was Michael Douglas, and you were that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably Michael Douglas. You're the good-looking guy. Uh, I'm the schlubby sidekick, uh, and I get that. Shout out your kids who hate me. Uh, uh, <laughs> We were on Drum Street. They'd like to see you again. Yeah, they're good yeah, people. They want to give you another shot. Yeah, and... Uh, you had drinks. Abe was my co-worker, and yeah. I, had, I came down his road a couple times. Well, that's what... No, yeah, he was... Do he, me a favor, he, Abe. <laughs> start the clock, okay? I'm not out here working for free. There's a reason Abe didn't work the second season. Yeah. He's like, I'm terrified yeah. of that Dibley guy. No doubt, because yeah. I'm real intimidating. 5'8", yeah, 215. Intimidation sensation. Look at you. You're the kind of guy that wears sunglasses inside. Not like afraid to. Absolute weirdo. Wore these outside. First time I wore these yep. was at a Warriors Championship parade and so you, you ask me how I'm feeling and this morning driving in I put these on because I'm feeling I got a feeling woo woo that tonight's gonna be a good night yeah you well yeah. not just tonight well, how, no. about, how about this spring let's go how about this month how about next month how about the couple of months after that I mean look I said this yesterday and I still believe it and it is not meant to be a wet blanket. It is one night. It is one week. Uh, I said last night that the final outcome of the game for the season is indicative of nothing. And that's true. You know me, Dibs. I don't ride the same roller coasters that some of you ride. I don't. No, no, no. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's I don't want to do because I also the same way when they lose to the Lakers, I'm not going to come in here the next day and be like, it's over. They're done. I'm furious. You've Jordan, had the luxury of an off day. Jordan Poole falls on the ground too much. All the time. And I have had it. And Bob Myers messed this up. And Draymond should opt out. I did. I did write that at halftime the other night. But anyway, <laughs> right. I, I'm not on that same coaster. And so that means the lows are higher, but the highs are lower. Like, how can I Captain look... Captain Flatline over well, here. But how can I look at last night's game and go, we're going to win a championship. 
two of their three most important players aren't even there. So the same way that I would use that as a reason if they had lost, I'm going to use that with the win and say, listen, we've got to still watch this whole thing come together. We've got to watch all the key pieces need to be healthy. They need to show that they are a viable team on the road. The health needs to be blessed a month from now more than now. We still have no clue what's going on with Andrew Wiggins. But that's the season. That's the long play. The short play is, holy hell, this is awesome. It's been fun. This is unbelievable. I'm surprised by it. I'm impressed by it. It is definitely a great sign mainly on the defensive end. It's all of those things. It is, and I was quick to not completely dismiss the three previous wins, but I did mention Houston, Minnesota, and Portland as a sort of a way to pat the Warriors on their head and say, cute little wins against three teams that stink, but then you came out and you beat a Clipper team. And the way you beat the Clippers kind of exposed the Clippers, Mark, for maybe being frauds, quite frankly, because all of us, you, me, Everybody in the national media, and I wonder about Ramona Shelburne, who I like to call Momo, joining us at 11 o'clock, <laughs> what she thought about the Clippers. But there was a certain yeah. amount of anointing. There was a sprinkling of the Clippers with the holy water. Like, hey, you don't, I mean, if all the teams in the West, you, you don't want to face the Clippers. But now, Mark, on this day, on this 3-3-23, after what we saw from the Clippers, and I want to apologize to you. Uh, and not just because you look like a cop. And shout out to uh, yeah, we're getting a lot of Dalo we're getting a lot of chips on vibes YouTube. on YouTube right now. Total chips. Yeah, well, vibes. Then watch out, YouTube, because if you come down my road, I'm gonna pull you over and write you a damn ticket. I'm afraid you give me a parking ticket yeah. if I spend well, too well, long hold on, on this wait, take. Why, Now, why'd you have to say parking ticket? Because that's if what I'm, Dalo said if on I'm YouTube. If I'm gonna be a cop, that's one thing. You now you call me a meter maid. Wait, wait, I got to ride around beep beep. Meter and like, people. Yeah. Thank you. Meter people. Uh, uh, meter enforcement agencies. Mia's. <laughs> meter he, him, she, her. <laughs> exactly. What, whatever you want yes. to call it. Yeah, Non-binary okay. ticket issuers. <laughs> NBTIs. Uh, that's what right. they are. Did, you mentioned Ramona Shelburne. Not to cut you off, Mark. Yeah, uh, she actually so... Um, ESPN, you know they do their before the season. Yes. Uh, the Western Conference picks, right? Eastern Conference. Ramona Shelburne picked... The Los Angeles Clippers. The Grizzlies over the Clippers yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. In Momo. seven now. All right. We'll, we'll, see she, we'll see if she stands. Yeah, could absolutely still happen. But well, I do. Officer Willard, I'll, hopefully you will call her to task here. Listen, listen. And if you're not getting the cop vibe, you need to go to YouTube right now. Because uh, it's too yes. bad Steiny's not here with a yellow legal pad. I could really use one to act like I'm writing out tickets for bad takes. <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, yeah, where is Steiny? And Kyle in my ear. Kyle, can you say that on the air? Because at least two people on YouTube have already made this comp for Mark Willard. Who does Mark look like? Mark looks like Joe Biden, circa 1912. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I need to go to sleep? All right, I'll be. I'll be. He wasn't Sleepy Joe back Sleepy in 1984. Sleepy Joe. No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, people hitting me with fear and loathing, and I get that. Get to yeah. YouTube slash 957 The Game. Mark and I are wearing our Zenny sunglasses. Yeah. Not only because, hi, I'm Dan Dibley, and I love my Zennies, and so does Mark, but we wore these at the championship parade. We're trying to channel that championship vibe on a payday Friday. Right, and it's not fair that Kyle and Spadone are making fun of me because they can't see your face. Um, because I can, and um, uh, you're pretty easy to make fun of too. No, no uh, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can show them my face, but they're like trying to keep down their free breakfast. <laughs> you look like Elton John if Elton John never got famous. <laughs>
I'd love to give that a five, but it's so personally offensive. Yeah, that's a damn five. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Blue oh, jean, baby. Sammy and the Jets. Sammy and the Jets. Hey, everybody. Dibs, Dibs I'm is, a rocking man. Look Dibs, at me. Dibs is, Dibs is the Elton John character if it was in the movie Sing. Like, he's a little Elton totally. cartoon. Um, all right. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm still standing. <laughs> Oh boy, that one hurt. If Elton John was on the Superfans <laughs> Saturday Night Live, I'll be high as a cop by then. I'm like Felton John. Don't mind me just having another heart attack. Um, <laughs> all right, it's uh, it's Eli and <laughs> Marin County. Oh my gosh, Eli, what are you doing? Hey, how's it going? What's up? I thought Jordan Poole was amazing last night, offensively, defensively. Uh, looked a little shaky at the start of the game, but really came back strong. And then uh, I just find it so interesting that Draymond and Rudd both have the ball at the top of the, the three-point line and just kind of refuse to shoot it. And I want to know from you guys, do you want Draymond taking any more threes, or do you like that he's just really you know, passing up on all of them? I, I love the way Draymond approaches three-pointers, which is he shoots them when, A, it's needed, or, B, there's like an appropriateness to it based on the shot clock, or or if, you know, like twice a year he gets hot, like he did in the playoffs once before. He can knock down a three, but I never want him thinking that's option one, two, three, or four on an offensive possession. This is way bigger of a criticism of Russell Westbrook than it is Draymond Green, what happened last night. Because Draymond's not a, a scoring guard. Russell Westbrook is a former scoring MVP. And they're like, get the hell away from him. Hey, Russ, shoot, shoot. They're not saying boo, Russ. They're saying shoot. Right, nice. Shoot, because because you're just, you just can't. You just can't. And I, like, I, I saw, like, Shasky even said this on Twitter last night. He goes, I legit feel bad for Russell Westbrook. And I legit don't. I'm the, totally with the you. The reason for that, by the way, is Russell Westbrook, I've watched him. Like, he doesn't treat people great. I've watched him, whether it's media members, whether it's autograph seekers, uh, he's been fine sometimes, but but he doesn't always treat people great, and so I don't really feel a lot of sympathy when things go a certain way professionally. I don't want anything to go right, wrong of course, personally, of course. but Russell's fine. He's making 40-some-odd million dollars a year. His life's going to be okay, um, but I don't feel sympathy for this. He's not treated people well. He's overstated. Yeah, I can't speak to that. Yeah, I don't know what that, you know. No, I've watched it, and he's over. Yeah. He's over. He's overstated, I think, his standing on teams, and, and, and you get to this position, and it will forever be a head-scratcher to me that in 2023, another playoff hopeful NBA GM decided that this would be a good addition to their team. It's crazy to me well, that somebody did that. Well, the temptation is unbelievable because at his best, he is a player unlike almost anybody in the league. He's so explosive. He can do everything you need him to do, but when it comes to winning time... 
He's not been many times on championship caliber teams. I know he's never won a championship, but in Oklahoma City, he was a championship caliber player. And yet now you're in a spot where you're getting shipped all over the place and it seems like nobody wants you. And then the Clippers take you on. And what we saw last night between the second quarter and the third quarter tells you everything you need to know about the Clippers. Not only Westbrook, but the Clippers as well. They don't have it. They don't have that championship winning it and and Paul George and I apologize for intimating that he was a superstar because the way he played last night that is not a superstar performance 3 of 15 one of 8 from 3 my dude you are 69 attack the rim you're not JJ Redick get in there and mix it up and get to the foul line which he did four times Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is great, yeah, great I player. love watching Kawhi Leonard play but he's not going to be able to carry a team like you know, James Harden can in a small span. Yeah. Kevin Durant can. Kawhi Leonard's probably not going to go out there and hit you for 50. Do, That's not they, what he does. They do feel constructed oddly now. Like, I like the way you just said it, that they don't have it. I, I don't know what it is. Like, you look at that roster. We've been waiting for them to all be healthy at the same time. They finally are. And then once well, they, they have Zubats. Yeah, that's true. But you know what I mean. The star players yeah. are all healthy in there. And as soon as they were finally all there and ready, they're like, you know what? We should get Westbrook and jam him in here so that he can clank his head off the backboard a few times. It was just an odd move. And, and, and the way they go about their business feels strange. It feels like it lacks not just the it quality, but it lacks some intensity. It lacks a vibe. I think it's really weird. I mean, legit weird that a Clipper team that's now lost four in a row Man. is careening toward the play-in tournament, has a game where you've got a double-digit halftime lead. You go sideways and score 35 points in the second half. Your star player plays one minute in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And your response is, I'm going to sit out the next night against the three seed? That's so weird to me. Well, that's not Kawhi saying, I'm going to sit out. That's the medical staff, honestly. And if you want to look guess, at I mean, I don't you know look what at the pecking management order is. all the way across the league. How many of these decisions are made by the player? I would say almost none of them. Very few, but it's they... all medical staff related, and I'm sure they looked at this as a designed sit. Like Clay Thompson, he sat back to backs all year until the All Star break, and it was all designed by Rick Celebrini. Clay wanted to play, Clay wasn't allowed to play. Kawhi Leonard, you know. If if you push him too hard now, he won't be ready in April. But it's March. It's March. One thing if you did this stuff in January, December, it's March. I get it. You're you're on a four-game losing streak. Um, I, I, like, yes, it matters if a star lobbies the front office. I'm not saying they, that they would win the battle. But here's another question I have. They announced that Kawhi was out tonight 13 seconds after the game was over. Yeah. Like, you don't want him, I don't know, like, check his body, run some sort of an analytic test, put him on the treadmill this morning, do something. You're telling me that this was planned basically weeks ago. It's yeah, the same thing exactly. The, same thing the Lakers said about Anthony Davis earlier this week. Now, they got away with it. They won their game at Oklahoma City. But this is not going to work long term if teams are deciding that in March, 
when you're desperately chasing playoff spots that you decided two months ago, oh, this is a night that came up on our list of games right. where our best player is going to sit out. I'm telling you that, that like this is going to have an effect on fans going forward. For sure. You can't play this way. Well, you have to play this way because the science tells you, the medical staff tells you that this is the way you have to play it. So the league would have to make changes to the schedule. The Clippers are tied with the Warriors in most back-to-backs in the association. They had 15 back-to-backs this year. And so you look at this one, and I'm sure they looked at it long, long ago and thought, this is a game that Kawhi is going to sit. They've got Saturday the 18th at home, then they go to Portland on the 19th. That'll pro- probably be a sit game. The interesting one is the last two games of the year. They've got Portland and Phoenix on back-to-backs. They might need one of those games or both. I so mean, at that point, you got to change the calculus. But this is where we are in the association, it's Mark. Just, yeah, and it's uncomfortable. I mean, I just don't understand where the awareness is of we got to adjust based on the situation uh, where we've arrived. I mean, who doesn't live that way? Like when, when But they haven't arrived anywhere they, yet. They, they, they still have yeah, 17 arrived, games they, left. I understand that, but they've arrived at the play-in seed, and they're probably going to go lose again tonight. They're going to light the beam on them well, tonight. you don't know that. You don't know it, but like your chances are a hell of a lot better if you've got Kawhi Leonard. What are the Leonard. Kings favored by? Five? I don't know, but uh, yes or no, the Clippers have a better chance if Kawhi plays. Uh, I mean, that's a maybe. Kings are favored by seven and a half. Seven and a hook, okay. It's a big spread in the NBA, which is indicative of the fact that their best player is sitting out. Right. It's just wild to me that, like, who doesn't live that way, right? It's almost like, like, if you lost your job, you know what I mean? Wouldn't you wake up the next day with some sort of, like, renewed determination about what you're doing next? That depends on how the severance was. Well, sure. But you get what I'm I saying. Because I lost my job. Shout out Whitey, March 11th, 2014. <laughs> and I, I meant to mention that the other day because I always mention, uh, and our anniversary, Whitey, is coming up in eight days. It'll be, God, it'll be nine years. You'll see him again. Since we got the Ziggy. Yeah. Since we got fired. But... There was a little bit of a severance. So, to be honest, Mark, I did not crack open the want ads the next day. I went to golfnow.com. Yeah, maybe, com it, maybe not the next day. book, 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 book. Right, but you... Key times, as far as the eye can see. There's a... When it when a desperate time comes, desperate measures come out. But and this the, is not desperate times for the Clippers. I disagree. And I don't want to make this Clipper yeah. radio. We had Marcellus Wiley yesterday, and maybe we can get him back on the show. I did text him at 9.30. Wiley. As promised. And? I, well, all did I did... Did you get a reply? I did. I did. All I sent him was two emojis, a basketball and a wink at uh, 9... Cheeky little devil. 9.17. I got a text back at 10.11 at night. Middle finger and prayer hands? No, no. Face palm on face, followed by, oh, like super sad face emoji. From uh, <laughs> look at you guys trading emojis. The great Marcel, like a couple Smiley. of sorority girls. Exactly, exactly. So cute. Well, emojis. Listen, they're very valuable. It's how you end a conversation kindly over text. Just like, but yep. you emojied him. He emojied right. you back. Right. Is there a return emoji, or do you guys have a a relationship where it's would you like, I would emoji, you emoji, and we're good? Would you like me to like his emoji, like give this the the the, the patent thumbs up, right? Which is the super conversation ender. Like I liked your text. Cool. The we're worst. Moving on.
the worst. Yeah, and yeah. as an Android user, when all of you uh, well, in the speaking cult... Speaking of the worst. When all of you in the cult like my text, I actually get a text that says, he liked blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we get that too. Which is super annoying. Yeah, I, well, but it's your fault, Mr. Green But I don't text. need you to like anything that I do. When I send you a text we that's funny, I know that it's funny. We don't I don't even, need your validation. We we, you're like Kevin Durant and I'll be Draymond Green. We don't need you on this thread at all. All you're doing is That's making, why I'm out of yeah, here. Exactly. That's why you're out. All you're doing is when we send a tweet to the thread, text. it just comes up. No, but if it's a tweet text, if it's a text of the tweet, like the link to the tweet, all you get on your thread is Twitter. As opposed to, you could see the whole damn thing, and I don't have to click on it if you would just get an iPhone, never, brother. Never, bro. Never. Yeah. It's a cult. It's like you asking me to go hang out with David Koresh. I've thought about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> see. That's where they make iPhones, by the way, Waco. You got to <laughs> Google it. Wacko. Uh, let's go to T in the South Bay. T, what are you doing? I am listening. Uh... Can you hear me? Oh, uh, we got you, brother. Please. Okay, cool. Yeah, just a couple of thoughts. Um, one, I think some of the silver lining that I see in the standings in the Western Conference is that the team that's up top is running their uh, running their offense through a post player, and we've seen how that works out in the playoffs. Um, I think when you have, like, DeAndre Ayton, Jokic, who are great players, I think when they're on teams that are contenders, the Warriors are, are excited about that. Um, I think we, we combat that well. I, I don't think that you can get enough possessions out of post players. So I think that's one part of the standings that I'm looking at other than the obvious race to get to the four seed. And then listening to the Clippers talk, um, <laughs> I think as people that watch the games, um, we have to be able to draw a line between stop gaps uh, through ownership who sign players to sell tickets and are hoping that the fans believe that they're putting together a formula that will win. Uh, but intelligent minds in front offices know that when you sign those, that, that many players at those types of positions and just, you know, the Clippers in general, because I've been listening to you guys, I don't think that they really think they're putting together a winning formula. I just think that they hope that the fans think they are. Um, and that's here's, all I got. Yeah, T, I think this is really interesting. Great call, T. Thank Here, you. Here's where I'm going to put my chip in the Western Conference. I'm going to use one word. Continuity, and so give me Denver, Denver, and I know this is really hard for people to wrap their heads. No, around. you're about to whoop that trick. Denver, Memphis, oh god, Golden State. Give me those teams over all of your Phoenixes, your Clippers, your Dallases, and your Dallases because I just don't believe you snap your fingers in 22 games and come up with a championship roster. I don't care how top-heavy it is or how famous your names are. Give me continuity. It's actually... And the one, beam, too? The beam's got some the continuity. The beam's got some continuity, but I just I also am not a believer in that much youth, which right. also, it, it hits Memphis a little bit, but they're more experienced. That much youth, I think, gets you at a certain point. I think the Kings could be interesting in these playoffs. I don't think they're going to come out and win four series. Right. Uh, they could win one. I, I don't know where they're going to go. They're a very, very entertaining team, and they've got some things going, but they don't play great defense, and they're young. So, I, I, like, I think... I, I think it's fair for me to, to, to think that that's limited this year. 
terms of where the Kings uh, are, are going to go. But um, that that's that's my belief, and it's why it's been my belief all along that if they're blessed with health at the right time, the Warriors are still a factor here. So if you're the Warriors and you have a, a chance to kind of pick your seed in terms of you know being oh, five or six, because right now you're five and you're five and Phoenix is four, would you rather be six? And have Sacramento be three. Uh, and, I mean, could you see the Warriors maybe be in a spot where they cook the books to where they dip to six? I, I, and I know you're threading the needle because you don't want to fall to seven. But could you try to maybe get your way into six? That way you face the Kings and not well, the Suns? No, I don't think you can try to land in a certain seed. I think you just got to go try to win all the games. Guy Santos yeah. starting at four? Yeah, but it is, it's It's interesting. I mean, look, because you could say, hey, um, e- even if you move to the four, uh, you're still probably going to get Phoenix. Uh, you would just have home court advantage. Right. Um, and, and, and actually, that wouldn't bother me that much. Um, but it does come down uh, to matchups. Ah, uh, gosh, that that's tough. That's tough. I I mean the 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 fan in me would actually like to see a Sacramento Golden State series in the playoffs, just because it would be such high level fun. But also, which Warrior defense am I getting? Am I getting what we've seen this week? Because if I am, they that team beats the Kings. If I get the defense that I've seen for the first four months of this season. The Kings will score 140 points against that team every night. And they would actually scare me. They would be a threat. Yeah. So, to me, that's the only question. Are you giving this defensive effort? Then, yes, then give me the Sacramento Kings. Well, I think that you are going to give this defensive effort. And there's no reason why this Warrior team that we've seen without Steph and without Wiggins and even without Gary Payton II, I don't know if he's going to come back or not. But Steph is a solid defender. He's not a great defender. He's not a minus defender. Andrew Wiggins has the potential to be a great defender. And at the very least, he's a good defender. So when those two come back... It's hard to not think that this Warrior team, if they want to give actual effort, they could be even better defensively than they've been the past week. This is sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Coming up next, Todd Graffinini, who is with the Pelicans um, and covers the Pelicans, is going to join us. Ramona Shelburne at 11. Also got this on YouTube from Justin Montana, and I thought it was very, very appropriate because if you remember, Debs, at the championship parade last June, when you donned the Zenny glasses you are wearing right now, yeah. I sent out a split-screen tweet of you on the left and John Goodman's character from The Big Lebowski on the right, right. and said who wore it better. Um, and, and there were plenty of comments on both sides. But uh, I don't know if Justin Montana remembers that or not, but he just wrote, Willard looks like a Top Gun character. And dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is the Big Lebowski. Dude, I want you to say this into the microphone. I'm the dude. I want you to say that right now, even though that was the other character, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Lebowski. But you do. You got a real Lebowski vibe. Yeah. And if I'm going Top I Gun and you're going Lebowski. I more like the dude, yeah. but I, I resemble more the John yeah. Goodman character, unfortunately. <laughs> say, Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> totally. <laughs> It's really good. The the Goodman calls. Oh, hey, you, gosh, yeah, you do look like a Top Gun character. Like you kind of look like the uh, the Type A guy who got buzzed in the tower and spilled his coffee. Well, no, I'd rather be the other boss, the one who hey, you screw up just this much. You're going to be flying a cargo plane full of rubber mm, out of Hong Kong. <laughs> nice. You got that. It's pretty good. That is all. Nice. Todd. 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 Todd joins us next on Willard and Dibs. <laughs> Now back to Willard or Dibs. Take it away, Mark. All right, thank you. Was that D? Oh, David So, so actually, let's. Uh, um, Spadoni is uh, our technical engineer. Uh, DiVincenzo is restaurant quality. And now we've got Todd Graffinini. So, Italian last name rankings, please. Spadoni, DiVincenzo, or Graffinini. Todd, uh, how would you vote? Uh, I'm going to go DiVincenzo, but I like my name as well. Paisan, Paisan. Yeah, there it is. No, we love a Paisan here. Uh, even though neither Mark nor I can claim Paisan status, we are very Paisan friendly. In part because of the restaurant quality of DiVincenzo. I am. Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm. Uh, I'll be going uh, to uh, an Italian restaurant tomorrow night, North Beach. So I'm looking forward. To it. Oh, you're gonna go to a nice, good one. This yeah. is Todd Graffinini, Pelicans Radio, who is with us. And by the way, uh, wild guess: Are you at Chase Center watching very good basketball players bounce the ball right now? I, I am. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys are on top of it. Yes, our, our shoot arounds going around, going on right now. So I am in Chase Center, and uh, 
getting ready for the game tonight because I know it's an important one for both teams. No, no doubt, aren't they all in the Western Conference? What are the Warriors getting tonight? What's going on? I know the Zion stuff, but what's going on with the Pelicans right now? I, I'll be honest with you, Todd. I was thinking better things for this team this year than this. Well, uh, it was better things right up until January 2nd when Zion Williamson got hurt. The guy was playing like an MVP, and the Pelicans were first in the West. And when he went down, it kind of got things going in the wrong direction. Now, you know, injuries are going to happen in the NBA, as you guys well know. I mean, Steph's been out for a while, and I know for you guys, hopefully he's going to be back uh, very, very soon. But, you know, when you lose a guy the caliber of Zion, when he does so many things on the floor, you know, you can sustain it for a little bit. But also, you know, at the same time, Brandon Ingram was also hurt. You know, he, he was injured at the end of November, and when both of that both of those guys were off the floor, that's when the Pelicans really started to struggle on the offensive end. Because when they were both playing, or, or one or the other was playing, the Pels were a top-five offense. Right now, we're in the lower half uh, of the NBA, and uh, I mean, that's how much of an impact that Zion had. I mean, you know, the Pels have won eight games since he left the court on January 2nd. So uh, we saw a little glimpse of things going in the positive direction uh, in Portland a couple of nights ago, uh, but that's got to continue because, again, every single game is basically like a playoff game now uh, for New Orleans as, as we sit in the 10th place in the West. And it's felt like that here in Golden State where the Warriors have now won four in a row without Steph and without Andrew Wiggins. But C.J. McCollum and his fit with New Orleans, is there a feeling that if Zion comes back, this team can still be a real threat in the Western Conference playoffs? No doubt about it. Here, here's the issue, and again, I go back to the injuries. C.J. McCollum now has played 83 games as a Pelican, so basically a full season. He has played with Zion Williamson 10 times. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and that's, you know, a lot of talk was, all right, what are the Pelicans going to do at the trade deadline? What are the Pelicans going to do at the trade deadline? Well, we made you know, kind of a, a move to bring in Josh Richardson uh, from San Antonio and sent Devontae Graham to the Spurs. But the thing is, it's hard for David Griffin and Trey Jelangan to make moves when you just really don't know what you have. In the last, now almost two years, the roster that you would hope to witness every single night, it just hasn't happened because of injuries. And again, CJ's been an outstanding addition to this team, uh, but we have just not seen the team the way it is supposed to be on a night-in and night-out basis. And that's why I'm just going to have to really wait it out and hopefully Zion's going to be back we're going to have some imaging on his hamstring when we get back to New Orleans on Tuesday and hopefully that's going to be turning in the right direction but McCollum's been really really good you know he went back to Portland the other night scored 24 points he had seven rebounds seven assists and he's battling an injury as well he's got a sprained right thumb that he's just got to play through um you know he's going to have an MRI on it but there's really, I don't think, anything more or less he can do with it. He's just going to have to play through the pain. So uh, to say this is a banged-up team is uh, is an understatement. But that being said, that's the way it is around the league. Uh, Todd, we were asking you to describe the Pelicans, and I think I figured it out. They're a very loud team. <laughs> this is the loudest fun. team I've ever see- heard in the entire NBA. Well, that's the thing about it, fellas. I mean, even though, you know, the Pelicans have had rough stretches, and you go back to last year, we started the year 1-12, 3-16. I mean, to get into the playoff 
was was a minor miracle in itself. But it's a testament to Willie Green and the staff. You can't tell what the record is with these guys. Every day is the same. Very energetic. Uh, I mean, again, you can hear it during shoot around right now. Uh, that's the way it is. It's a it's a great group to be around. Uh, they're very tight. And we have seen when they're going good, it, it's it's a lot of fun. But even when they're not going good, you really can't tell. Uh, it's just a really good vibe. And, and hopefully that win in Portland the other night will uh, get us going in the right direction. Because it was a struggle there for a while, fellas, at a 10-game losing streak and then just snapped a four-game streak in Portland. Is this the most competitive game of knockout in NBA history? Because this sounds like the most fun shootout I've ever heard. Uh, they basically they split the team up in two groups, and it's a three-point shooting contest. And ah. I, I'm telling you, they do this every single day in practice, home, away, <laughs> and it is extremely, extremely competitive. Um, I bet. I, I, bet. I wasn't it, picking up on that at all yeah. with the whooping and the yelling exactly. and the screaming. I'm like, I want to be. I don't know what's happening, but I want to be there. Did the game I, already start? Was it a 10.30 a.m. tip and we just missed it? Hey, hey, fellas, when you're playing the Warriors in this building, you better start the game early. That's all I got to say. No joke. No joke. Love Brandon Ingram. This will be a fun one tonight for sure. Todd, thank you so much for hopping on for a few. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thanks. All right. There it is. The second-ranked Italian last name in this conversation, Todd Graffanini. Todd, 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 Todd. Spadoni, I thought you got hoes on the boat. Me too. It's like you didn't even acknowledge it, which, you know. Like a true Italian, he's taking his own last name. I get it, though. I get it. Which vowel do you think is the best to uh, to end an Italian last name? it's an I. Is it an I? It's an I. Yeah, but we love DiVincenzo. Because everything turns into spaghetti and it rhymes with Spadoni. I get it my whole life. Everything turns into Spumoni. I get everything with it. And Graffandini, he gets the nod because he's got the G-N combo, and then he's got the double I's. He's got the N-I-N-I, and he could have gone even one more N-I. Graffandini. He could throw in another (laughs) knee. Like if it was Spadonini. I, I just I do like the ones that rhyme though. Like I mean, it's it, funny story. Obviously, is uh, well, I heard this guy Todd Graffinini. Sometimes people accidentally call him Tony because he's Italian. But like, what if that were the first name for our technical director? What if you were Tony Spadoni? That would be more That's fun. That's my brother. Yeah, no joke. That it's, is Uncle really? Tony. That's Anthony. Tony Spadoni. Yep. All Italian names that rhyme are even better. Like they're all great. But they're even better. Like Graffanini, what if his first name was, uh, I don't know. Giannini? What if he was small and his nickname was Teeny? And he was Teeny Graffanini. Like, that would be fantastic. As an Italian, I'm offended. What if Dante's first name (laughs) was Enzo? What if he was Enzo DiVincenzo? Right. Would that not be even better? Have you ever met an Enzo who isn't the coolest guy in the room, by the way? (laughs) Actually, I coached a kid named Enzo in Little League Baseball. This is about six or seven years ago. Totally, total drop. No, it was actually one of the worst. uh, No joke. Worst moment of my youth coaching career. Worst moment by far. You ask me what that moment was, this immediately comes to mind. Because this kid was one of the, like, let's bat him 10th. Kind of a kids. We bet him eleventh, but we only have ten kids. Great kid, great kid. Really good attitude, just not very athletic. Good personality yeah, too. I'm great told. personality. He's a fun <laughs> kid to be around. I loved having him on the team. But I'm watching. This is one of those moments where we want to wring the other coach's neck. We're going against this travel ball team, and so like all of their kids were kind of better than our kids, and so we're getting housed, and it's one of the last innings. 
And I watched them warming up a new pitcher, and this kid is throwing BBs. Gas. Absolute BBs. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this is not good for this game at all. You're already up by 13 runs. So I go over there, and I'm going to coach third, so I'm sitting next to their dugout for a second. I'm like, oh, this kid got a little gas over here. Guy's like, yep, fastest fastball in the entire area out of this age group. (laughs) And he goes, only one problem. Boy, if we could only get him to figure out where it's going. Oh, no. I go, coach. Now batting, Enzo. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're up 13 runs, and you're giving me the fastest fastball in the Wild West. Wild thing. Who has no clue where it's going. Oh, no. And I'm not kidding you, Dibs. I think it was the third pitch. Enzo? Right in the eye. Oh, no. In the damn I. You didn't teach him to turn away on an inside he, heater? He not very coordinated. <laughs> oh, shoot. And, and he threw it right at his eye. Like, oh, no. I mean, that's sad. No glasses. No glasses. And everything was fine. But he, bro- like he broke an orbitable bone or night, whatever night. the hell was going on. Totally. I mean, it was brutal. I will never forget the sound. And that kid, I'm like, oh, gosh, that cry was the worst. Worst moment of my youth coaching career not even close. Yeah, it's. I mean, baseball in the face is a, the baseball usually wins. Mark, I'd have to check the, uh, the the historical stats on that one. So ask me that question again. Have I ever met an Enzo who's not the coolest guy in the room? Yes, <laughs> I, I have. That, Enzo, that wasn't on that Enzo. <laughs> that was not his fault. Uh, but uh, but that was not. He, he's, what a loser. He <laughs> got hit in the face. <laughs> Man, that in kid's the, in the face. Facial floor, in the total face. facial. And think oh about that gosh. poor kid today. He's probably twenty years old somewhere, and just uh, you know, still traumatized. He's not twenty. He played with Abe. He's probably okay. he's fifteen years old. All right, about to get a driver's he's license. Probably twenty-seven, and you know, he's probably at the DMV doing job. high test. Is what he's doing. Oh, Enzo! <laughs> like, how many E's do you see, Enzo? Seriously, twelve? Oh, is that right? Man. Oh, That's tough. Yeah, it was. All right. uh, Momo's coming up in 18 minutes. Looking forward to it. I hope you're ready. Oh, I'm definitely ready. I hope you're ready. And she's getting a Momo from me because she's now a friend of the show. Darn right she is. uh, She'll love it. Yeah, I mean, she'll probably she'll probably give me like the snicker, like who is this Abel? Well, so who is this Enzo? It, it is bringing it back to her roots, like right. Momo was a nickname that came from when Ramona was just writing for ESPN LA and yeah. filling host. She's now national ESPN high platform. Like I text Mark back sometimes when he texts, kind of a person. Well, as she should. Yeah, I she's mean, busy. she is a legitimate heavy hitter in right. the. Association. Yeah, she's a big deal. She's a big deal. So when you call someone a big deal by their nickname from way back, from the way back machine, I don't know. She may love it, or she may be like, that was my old life. Oh, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. So, she's you like, know. that's when I was making five figures. Right. And now uh, I, I turn my nose up at five figures. Exactly. She's getting five figures for her appearance she's, with us today, <laughs> for crying out loud. That's right. I don't know what the figures are, but uh, right. they're not numbers. But uh, but anyway, uh, your phone calls, let's get them going here. 888-957-9570. A special shout to the YouTube audience that's hanging in there strong, which I can only attribute to the amazing Zenny glasses yeah. that we're wearing right now. Hi. Uh, my name is Mark Willard, and this is Dan Dibley. Hi, everyone. When we want to be able to see inside. We go to Zenny Eyewear. Um, I'm not an indoor sunglasses guy, so um, yeah, these are working for me because yeah. they're a little bit lighter. Well, you tint. have a very light. Yeah, this is a, a lighter shade of brown that uh, that you. you're wearing right now. But yeah, I got the deep dark. 
I just pulled you over sunglasses totally. on. And you got a and Scott Bakula call from uh, Damic1212. Willard looks like <laughs> Scott Bakula. And I'm loving that right now. He's not wrong. There's a lot of references out there. I'll stick to the Top Gun and police ones. I yeah. think those are the coolest. Yeah, and I'll take John Goodman from uh, The Big oh, Lebowski. Yeah. Also some Walter White shout-outs. Maybe it's my uh, my bald dome as well <laughs> and my, uh, my edgy demeanor. Uh, but I can't wait to get Ramona's perspective on the whole Western Conference. We'll get into a lot of this. The Warriors, yes, these Pelicans. Uh, Kevin Durant to the Suns, how this thing's all going to shake out. Um, but again, last night, um, the, the indicative of nothing to, for me in a large sense, uh, because this is not the Warriors that we're going to see. And I say that in a hopeful way. Like, we're going to see the Warriors that also have Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and maybe GP2 as a part of them. So I don't know what this is indicative of in a larger sense, but I know in a smaller sense, we've got action this is what we've been waiting for and i don't mean a four-game win streak that's too simple like and even the fact that they're coming from behind which shows the championship medal that we know so much about but what this really if you just want to x and o this for a second what really has warrior fans excited this team all year long i have flicked the notion of them being a contender Provided that they kept playing the same bad defense. And suddenly, they're not. They, it, it, like, can they flip a switch? Can they just say try harder into a microphone and then they do? Apparently, the answer is yes. They're giving them 75 points in their last two second halves combined. And that is unbelievable. That, unbelievable. And last night was the lowest point total they've given up all year long. Well, the four straight games, they've given up fewer than 105 points, which is something they hadn't done more than a couple of times all year. So then you look at the last four, and it's 101, 104, 105, and 91. Only the second time they've held an opponent under 100. And I, it's easy to dismiss it when it's Houston, Minnesota, and Portland, but when you do this to a Clipper team, especially like you said, when you come out and you clamp it down in the second half and you give up 35 points in two quarters, and I know that they, they waved the white flag pretty early in that fourth quarter, but what you did to them in the third quarter, 42-16, to 16, you outscored another team by 26 points in 12 minutes. That's hard to do. Can we go back to the sound from Bob Myers and Steve Kerr Prior to last night's game, this is what they said. And you tell me if it rings even more true now that we've watched them go against the Clippers. First, here's Bob Myers. This is from earlier this week on 95.7 The Game. Man, I hope so, because I feel like we've been in this place a few times this year and Lucy kind of pulled the football. So I, I, I got caught up in times where I thought, this is the time. We're going to go on a... There was a moment when we lost to that, I think, Brooklyn team. I thought, even though we lost to Boston, when we went to Cleveland and won that night after losing to Boston in overtime, I thought that was going to be the beginning of something. Because even though we lost that Boston game, we, we played well, and we should have won that game. And it was a, a symbol, I thought, of what we could be. And then we kicked that Brooklyn game. I mean, obviously they took it. But I've had moments where I've thought we were turning that um, and this is another one. So I do think at some point we got to sustain something. 
All right, so that's Bob Myers talking about hoping that they've turned a corner. Steve Kerr went a little bit further. I think just the nature of these last couple games, um, you know, coming back from down big to both Minnesota and Portland, what the locker room felt like, you know, after the game, just um, the measure of of grit that, that existed. It just felt it felt good, and it felt a little different than it felt earlier in the year. He uses the word grit, but I think there's more to it than that. And it's for me, it's honestly like the number one word in life. I don't even care what it is you're doing. Effort, confidence. Okay, I, I think confidence makes the world go round. I, I honestly do. I, I don't even know. I don't care what it is you're doing. Whether this is in your love life, uh, in yeah. the, the way you treat sounds your, good when you're wearing right? those sunglasses. Come on, brother. Let's I mean, go. Right? Drop I, it down an octave and really tell me how you feel. Well, I uh, tell you what. Uh, I'm DJ Flytrap. <laughs> uh, we we believe that the bullpen it goes to is going to be improved this year. I believe so, that these flowers will net me the romantic results mm, I'm looking for. I believe that the children are our future. Thank you. Um, and so yeah, like. I, 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 Confidence. Love life, your family, your job, your golf game, whatever matters to you, you can't just fake it. That's why it's so important. It has to be genuine. You have to be able to somehow access a genuine confidence that's coming from the inside out, and you would not believe what you can achieve. How many people do you, it's almost like wedding crashers, right? You hear stories of people who've like worked their way into the White House for dinner when they weren't invited. You're like, how? It's all confidence. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. And the Warriors, for the first time all year, I don't care who's on the floor or who the opponent is. Brother, they got it right now. They got confidence. You can move mountains when you have confidence. Look what they're doing. Just look at it. It's a four-game win streak. Good teams, bad teams, uh, missing their best players, down double digits at half every time. It's unbelievable what you can achieve when you have it, and they look like they've got it. To me, it's effort as much as it is confidence because without showing this much effort, it doesn't matter how confident you are if you can't actually go out there and, and get a stop. And so, yes, the confidence, I think, plays into it, especially when you look at Jordan Poole and the way he's been playing. Jonathan Kaminga has become a mainstay. 19 points last night in 29 minutes. Yes, 29 yep. minutes. My man, you are in the rotation. And they've told him, basically, behind the scenes, you're the guy. Now go out there and play with confidence, play with effort, and be that player. He was a plus 19 last night. Jonathan Kaminga is here to stay. I love this game. I'm glad you brought him up because we haven't really mentioned this right. yet. And actually, the look on his face during the game last night sort of speaks to, uh, I believe, what I was just saying. Like he yeah. looks confident, maybe for the first time in his career. Well, he's really gotten into that, I think, over the last couple of weeks. And maybe it's because Wiggins has been out and you know they've kind of cleared the way. Jermichael Green is just getting the token five minutes and that's going to be it for you, J JMG. So it's Kaminga, who's getting all the front court bench minutes. Go out there. It's going to be your time to shine. And he's playing with confidence, but he's also playing with that effort. And I think the confidence shows in Jordan Poole, where last night he was good. And then at times he was unbelievable. Yeah. And he's not, he's not lapsing into those periods now of not knowing if he should go or not knowing if it's his time. And maybe that changes when Steph comes back. But right now, the way Jordan Poole is playing, 9 of 20 from the floor, 
34 points, and a couple of Steph Curry shots, by the way, last night. Well, the confidence is definitely working for him. The signature play of the game comes from the word you just brought up, which was effort. Like, everyone will remember the way the play finished with Jordan Poole hitting a three. But that save out of bounds, which was six feet out of bounds, that he chased down and saved the play, and then the ball bounced pinballs a little bit and ends up back in his hand for a three that was all net right in front of the Warrior bench. That ignited the whole arena to the highest level of the night, and that was when you knew, like, that That was, like, the Clippers are dust. You're dust tonight. Yeah. And that was one of those moments in Jordan, for all the frustration that he provides fans, he also provides those moments, and, and that's why, you know, that that's why you get a contract, because he he's not consistent yet, and he is frustrating, but, he, boy, he is dynamic. Yes. He has that pitch. No doubt. And you mentioned that sequence, and it happened at the very end of the third quarter. Warriors are up uh, 15 at the time, so it wasn't like this was a game-changing play, but that was daggerish. And the way it yep. all plays out, and I'm just watching the highlight right now, he goes into about the third row totally. to save it. DiVincenzo gets it. And his dish gets sent back, which was rare. He drives in, (laughs) bobbles it, loses it. Lamb finds a way to get it. And Jordan Poole, not quitting on the play, recovered from the third row. He had popcorn with the Willard family. He was able to get a napkin, wipe off his hands, and find his way to the corner wide open. And as he's raising up to shoot the basketball, what's going on behind him? Steph Curry. Steph Curry in a $500 cardigan and handsome Uh, Cargo pants, slacks, I don't even know what they are. As Jordan's going up to shoot, Steph Curry's doing his Buster Posey. He's in the squad. Squad. And as the ball goes in, the only person happier than Jordan Poole is Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Incredible. Uh, Steph Curry, by the way, along with GP2, doing Jordan Poole impersonations on the sideline. Uh, Not just last night, but the night before that as well. Two nights before that against Portland. Again, that speaks to some of the stuff that we just, we haven't really, that's what this year's been short on. We've been short on moments where this looks like a cohesive chemistry-filled group that likes being around one another. That's what always was the secret sauce right. for these Warriors teams. Is I know there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. This is big egos, big money, all of that stuff. It always has been. But the Warrior group has always looked like that beautiful game. They play basketball almost like soccer. With joy. The, the, exa- with joy and the ball moving. The ball moving. The ball moving and the ball finds the energy and finds the shooter and all of that great stuff. And it just hasn't always felt that way this year. And this week it felt like that. Which it, And then there's nothing more welcome than that. They're having as much fun as the Pelicans do at shoot-around. And that's... I wow. Mean, that's all that's you a get. huge statement. And for those of you who missed... Uh, Tony earlier. Yeah, there's a bachelor party going on at Chase Center right now. None of us have been invited. No, they don't care that they're below 500. They're oh, having sorry. they're having fun at shoot around. Hey, we're the Pelicans. Look at us. We're having yeah. fun. But the Warriors, you're right, Mark. When the ball moves and there's player celebrations and E40 rescuing Jordan Poole from the third row and pushing him back out on the court and Steph and GP2 imitating Jordan Poole. This team is having fun. Winning obviously helps you to have fun. But they're playing with that joy, and don't look now, but the playoffs are right around the corner. I was waiting on YouTube for the Mr. Anderson totally. uh, Matrix references, and we finally got those, because that's kind of the one that comes to my mind, to be honest. Um, and then, hey, City Loke, I, I see you. He says, I'm uh, Kevin Nealon from Happy Gilmore. I do just want to say, before Ramona gets on, 
uh, positive in, negative out, uh, feeling the flow. Nice. Okay? Okay. Feeling the flow. Right here on Willard and Dibs, Ramona Shelburne joins us next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.